0: Welcome to the She Did It Anyway podcast. I am so excited you're here. This community is all about showing up unapologetically to build the life and business of our dreams, even if we're scared shitless. I'm Marina Middleton. I'm a mom, wife, entrepreneur, personal brand expert, and your no bullshit unfiltered hype woman who's here to remind you who the F you are. This podcast is all about sharing tangible tools, stories, and a little, okay, a lot of tough love to get you out of your own damn way. So you can look back at your story and say, despite all of the obstacles, I did it anyway. Buckle up. It's going to be an amazing ride. Hello, my beautiful human. Welcome back to the She Didn't Anyway podcast. Today we are going to just dive right in and talk about my experience with body positivity, body dysmorphia, I mean all of the things. And The reason why I wanted to record this is because I got a message the other day on Instagram from someone that had complimented the way that I show up and this confidence that I have with what I wear and my stories, like everything. And I thought that it was, of course, so sweet, but I wanted to highlight the journey to getting to where I am today because that has not always been the case for honestly the majority of my life and i don't think i've talked about it recently but i used to do fitness bikini competitions now before i get into that story i want to kind of like rewind to growing up and what i've what i saw in the industry and just like the world and so i came here from egypt when i was a like a little older than a toddler with my parents i'm an only child and you know as immigrants For me, I'm just going to speak for me and my family. But like, we always had this like very specific image of what beauty would be, right? And even like, even when I got pregnant, I remember my parents or my mom seeing this like gorgeous little like white, blue eyed, blonde hair baby on a box at Bye Bye Baby, and was like, Oh my god, I hope your baby comes out like this. And I'm like, Never! Like, that's not even physically impossible. Like (laughs) I'm not going to have this blonde blue eye baby, which maybe one day I will now (laughs) that I'm married to Matt. But you know, we always had this like image of what beauty would be. And especially in other countries, like when you see like fair skin and blue eyes, you're like, wow, like whatever caught off guard. And because you don't see it often. Now coming to America, you see a lot of white people with blue eyes and blonde hair. But then on top of that, you see all of these like specific body types and models. And even now with social media, but like it wasn't we didn't have social media back then. Not that I'm that old, but all over magazines and TVs, it was just these like gorgeous, gorgeous models. And growing up, my parents were so strict, like I couldn't do my eyebrows. Like they didn't want me like, you know, styling my hair a certain way or wearing certain clothes, whatever it is. And I went to Catholic school. I went to St. Leo's in Lemonster. And the people there, the kids there were brutal, like brutal, ruthless. My mom wouldn't let me shave my legs. I would have to like wear my socks so high with my skirts because I was like so ashamed of my legs. And I'm Egyptian. So like I shave and then three seconds later, my leg hair grows. Like it was just, you know, my life. I I grew up thinking that if I looked a certain way, my life would be easier. My dad has gorgeous green eyes and I always used to tell him like, oh, if I had your eyes, my life would be so much easier. And so that was like me as a younger child. And then I remember having a wedding and I think I was like 15 at that point or 14. And the the hairstylist was like, oh, you want me to like pluck some of your eyebrows? I'm like, amazing. I got my eyebrows done and I remember even going to school and like some of the older kids were like, like I remember it so clearly like two ki- two guys were at the locker and they were like oh she got her she got her eyebrows done like she got her unibrow removed and I'm like you know I thought I was just like this was it you know like I'm starting to kind of come into my own and build this confidence but my confidence was solely based on the way that I looked again fast forward I go into school like high school and I I am associating the way that I look with my happiness, with my confidence. And those two go hand in hand. And so if I didn't look good, I didn't feel good. I didn't feel confident. I felt like people were judging me. And I go into college and Even then, like I remember even my best friend and I laugh about it now, like she was always like in Air Forces and jeans and stuff. And I was in like pencil skirts and heels to class. Like that was just me. I always felt like I wanted to dress up. And what people didn't realize is that I felt like I needed to dress up. Like I needed to look this way so I can be confident. So I would like be perceived as this beautiful person. And that is what I had tied My happiness to or my confidence to. And after I graduated college, I started thinking, like, oh, well, I really want abs. And so I started doing fitness bikini competitions. And I literally started competing simply because I was like, if I have abs, I'm going to be happy. I'm going to be like, you know, the most beautiful person. What ended up happening was something that I had never anticipated. Competing and training my body to get to a point that it should physically never get to was just a roller coaster. I never anticipated to struggle with confidence more during that period of my time than I ever did. I thought the opposite was going to happen. And I remember like my first year competing and getting to a body size. I think at that point, like I normally sit at like 140, 150. And I remember getting down to like 118, 120 and still feeling like, oh my God, I'm not fit enough. I'm not in shape enough. I'm not small enough. I'm not tone enough. And I remember like working so hard and it just never felt like it was enough. And so that was year one. And I qualified year one and I felt like, oh my God, like fourth place. I was like, now I'm going to like, I want to fight for that first place spot. I want to fight for that first place spot. And it's great to have a like a goal and drive and commitment, but at what cost? And I remember being like, I'll do whatever it takes to get there. And I i would literally wake up at 4 a.m. and I would work out and then I would get ready at the gym. I would take the bus to work and, or bus to the subway, subway to work. And then I would go during lunch. At that point, by the time I got to work, it was like my second meal. So I'm eating tilapia and asparagus in an office. Like who wants to sit next to someone that's eating tilapia and asparagus? And I would get to work Eat my meal lunch I would go to New York Sports Club I would do my 30 minutes of cardio I would then go back into the office I would work I would leave at 5 5 thirty take the subway back to the gym closer to my house I would then do another workout that was much longer go home eat shower, go to sleep, do it all over again and I drove myself insane and I got to the point where I had eight percent body fat I was didn't have my period I would push myself to a point where it just, looking back at it, I used to always say like, oh my God, I had that determination. Like I've never had anything like that. I could never have anything like that. But it was so unhealthy. It was so unbelievably healthy. And what broke my heart after I got out of it, looking back at it, is that I had developed body dysmorphia during that time. And even now, like still really struggling with loving the way that I look, but it's just so much better than what I was before. And I, the reason why that started happening was because I would get on stage, I'd work so hard get on stage and I would still feel like I wasn't good enough. I would get in a bikini, get tan. I would walk on stage for these like five men to judge me and tell me, pose, judge me. And then tell me like, no, your body's not good enough. What? Like, I mean, the concept of it is so mind-blowing. And I have friends that are still in the industry and I'm like, what in the world was I thinking? Like, how did I think that was going to help my confidence? What? And so thinking back at it now, so I did, I did four shows. Yeah, I did four shows. And every single show, no matter how much better I placed, I would still feel like, I was not enough. And then the crazy part is after the shows, I would, I remember I would like, we would go out, we would eat and and drink water, like literally more than what you normally would that week of the show. I'd retain all of this weight, retain all this water. My body would swell up. My ankles would swell up. It was so bad. I remember one time after my show, I had dropped so much weight so fast and then gained so much weight so fast. Like literally I would say I gained like 20 pounds in two days. I know it sounds insane, like not believable. I started projectile vomiting at work, then into the Uber to get to the emergency room for them to tell me that my liver levels were so bad I mean, it was just so scary to see how dangerous this sport was, but also like how, just how risky it was and how dangerous it was to my mindset and my confidence and my body image and just my self love. And I really, really struggled to love my body when it wasn't stage ready. When I didn't have abs, I felt like I would I literally would feel like I was obese. It was insane. And so, I remember when I got pregnant, it took a toll on me early on because I I just felt like my body was changing and so a lot of women were will naturally feel like, "Oh my god, my body is changing. This you know, doesn't feel good or I'm not happy. I don't know how to adjust to this." Now imagine already having body dysmorphia, struggling with your self-love and body image, and then gaining weight naturally because you're pregnant. And luckily through that, I was already going through so much on my own, like mentally that I focused less on my body and more of like, oh my God, I need to like survive. How am I going to do this kind of thing? And what am I going to do having this baby and all the things? And so it got my mind off of it. And then obviously after I had Sebi, it was working out was an outlet for me. And it felt like for the first time in my life, I was working out because it made me feel good, not because it made me look good. And that pivot, that pivot of working out because it makes you feel good because you love your body versus you hate your body is life changing. And looking back at it now, I'm like, I always think back of like, I just wish I could go back to that 22, 23 year old girl and just give her a hug and just be like, I'm so sorry that you thought that your beauty came from having abs, came from having your eyebrows done, came from having your hair straight or curly, whatever it is, came from the clothes you wear. Your beauty comes from within. And knowing that now I care so much more about my values. I care so much more about the people that I support and the people that support me. I care so much more about how my mind feels and how I show up mentally than I do physically. And because I've prioritized my mental health, because I prioritize my self-love, I've associated that yes, self-love means that I do wake up in the morning and I do take care of myself. And taking care of myself may sometimes mean that I do my self-care, skin care routine and just walk out the house or... That means I do my makeup and I do my hair and I have earrings in and I get dressed up. Like those two things go hand in hand. I can be beautiful without makeup. I can be beautiful at 170, 180, whatever my body size is at that time. I can be beautiful with makeup on. I can be beautiful with my hats and my outfits. Like those two things can be true. And I didn't realize I could ever feel that way. So when I do get messages of people being like, oh my God, like you're so confident. Oh my God, like you're so dressed up. I love how you show up and da-da-da-da-da. How do you do this? And it's like, because I never used to be like that. And I think that when you're really struggling, that's when you kind of find out who you are. You find out what the other side could be like, right? Because if you don't know, you don't know what you don't know. And it's funny because growing up, I always thought that I would be beautiful if I did those things. And then I did those things and I would still not feel beautiful. And then I'm like, well, what the hell? I thought this was going to make me feel beautiful. So it's been it's been really such a crazy, crazy ride to get to where I am today. And even now it's funny, like it's it's just insane to think about. There are times where I will gain weight just simply because I'm Traveling and happy and enjoying life and just not worrying about anything. And I would look back and I'd be like, I'm still happy. Like, I'm okay. I love who I am. I love my body. I love how my body has protected me and allowed me to do the things that I've been able to do. I love that my body has been able to carry this beautiful child and I don't know if it will ever be able to do that again, but if it does, amazing. If it doesn't, it's okay. I just, I love my body and I love my mind and I love myself and I love who I am and I'm just proud of who I am. And I, it's so weird to be able to, Feel that way and say those things because a lot of people get really uncomfortable feeling that way and thinking that way and saying it out loud. And I don't want you to be uncomfortable. I don't want you to feel ashamed. I want you to just really. Be so okay with loving yourself because what I realized is the days that I don't love myself, the days that I show up that I'm really struggling are the days that I'm struggling to be a mom, the days that I'm struggling to be a wife. Like the more that I can prioritize my self-love and my self-care, the more that I can show up for other people. Self-care is not selfish. Self-love is not selfish. It's not conceited. It's not being cocky. It's none of that. For me to be able to show up At my fullest potential, so I can pour into other people. I need to love myself in a way that I love my best friends. And I hope that, you know, you don't ever have to experience such a low to get to the high. But I also think it's such a fortunate thing to be able to say that you've experienced because you now know both sides. And so, A lot of the things that I did to kind of get to where I am today mentally is, of course, I journaled, I went to therapy, I started reframing what working out and movement and taking care of my body and my health meant. I was working out because I love my body, not because I hate my body. I was getting dressed because I loved my body, not because I hated my body. I loved the image that I was putting out there, not because I hated my image. I was doing my makeup, not because I didn't love my skin. I loved my skin and I just wanted to do my makeup because it was a self-care act. It was time for myself and I loved just like painting my face and having fun with like the way that I look. And I just reframed Every single thing that I did to take care of myself and I reframed it so much that I started believing it and I started understanding it and that is what I want you to do. I would love to hear from you if this episode obviously resonated with you, but what experiences you had with self-love and body image and what are some things that have helped you? Send me a DM, I would love to share it out because I know that there are so many women out there that are really struggling to show up and really struggling with their self-image. And I am just like on a mission to help them and just remind them that you are beautiful, not if you are beautiful if, no, it's just you are beautiful. The end. The end. I love you guys. I will see you so soon. Bye. Thank you so much for listening. If you love this episode, please post it on your social media and tag me so I can personally thank you for sharing it with your community. Don't forget to listen to our shakeup episodes that drop every Monday. These are mini episodes to help you start off the week feeling confident, capable, and the badass that you are. And don't forget, no matter what, she did it anyway. You did it, mom.